This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, March 10th, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. The tech company Clearview might pave the way to ending your ability to walk down the street essentially anonymous. What does that mean for law enforcement and for people who want to be anonymous walking down the street? Cato's Matthew Feeney comments. Uh, Clearview AI is a company that's developed an app that engages in facial recognition. And what I think makes it stand out and why it made so much news in the last couple of months is that it scrapes images that are publicly available off uh, social media sites such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, this, I think, is is notable for a few reasons. One is, uh, I think that when many people think of law enforcement use of facial recognition, they think of people who are in government databases like mugshot databases. What, uh, what's interesting about Clearview is that it allows users to search for a face and compare that face against uh, billions of images of people who have just chosen to take part in the social media ecosystem. And uh, that's, I think, going to concern many people who have social media accounts, knowing that uh, police who are users of Clearview uh, can can do this. Uh, it's also of concern to people who aren't even on social media. Uh, these uh, the, the technology that Clearview is using uh, scrapes the data of people that appear in photos, whether or not they have a Instagram or Facebook account, for example. So if uh, if you took a photo of me, Caleb, and uploaded it to your Instagram account, it wouldn't matter if I had an Instagram account or not. Uh, my image could, would still be among those scraped. And this uh, caused a, a lot of controversy when the New York Times reported about the company uh, a few months ago. But uh, I, I think concern has just been compounded because the list of Clearview clients leaked. And among the the clients are law enforcement agencies, uh, but also some private companies such as Macy's. All right. So in terms of the value proposition for people who might like to make use of Clearview, aside from individuals using an app and saying, well, isn't that interesting? Uh, this picture pulled up these, this other picture of me that I didn't even know existed. For the value proposition for somebody who would like to use it, that isn't in law enforcement, what is it? I don't think it was a surprise to many people to see that uh, law enforcement agencies were among Clearview's clients. But uh, what is interesting is that you've seen uh, in the list that there have been private companies that have also uh, used the technology to conduct searches. So for example, you have uh, Rite Aid, Macy's, Best Buy, uh, and and Walmart. These are uh, companies that have used Clearview. Now, it's not clear exactly uh, why they're using it, but you can imagine that they might uh, be interested in using this for uh, helping regular company uh, customers enjoy uh, benefits or uh, maybe trying to engage in a little bit of investigation themselves to try and give police leads for shoplifters. Uh, but we're, we're not exactly sure. Uh, but it is worth noting that, of course, facial recognition is not just a law enforcement tool. There are potential applications in the private sector. Uh, I, I think what's concerning to a lot of people is that this kind of news reveals again that uh, the technology is outpacing the law and that in many cases you have uh, companies and law enforcement agencies using the technology without uh, the, the oversight I think many people would like to see. With respect to police, it's it's interesting because if they uh, know about a crime and they have a uh, a photograph of a suspect, a technology like this could be pretty useful. So, what are what are the downside risks? 
It absolutely could. Uh, so I I take a look at facial recognition the way that I think people should take a look at uh, all technologies, which is that there are potential good applications and bad applications. It's, uh, of course, like you said, possible for police to use this to to catch the bad guys. If you have someone who is on uh, security footage robbing a bank or uh, committing another crime, it's, it's not hard to see why this kind of technology would be useful to identify suspects. But we should also keep in mind the potential for abuse. Uh, what we've uh, seen in the history of law enforcement is that surveillance technology tends to be overused, uh, particularly on minority communities. And this is uh, something we should expect with facial recognition. And indeed, uh, it, it is the case that uh, facial recognition algorithms are sometimes uh, not very good at uh, identifying people equally of, of different racial backgrounds. And we should also keep in mind that uh, police, uh, some police in, in the past have had a history of using uh, surveillance tools to, to harass people, uh, to identify law-abiding citizens. And uh, facial recognition can certainly, certainly be used for that, which is why I think when we're thinking about facial recognition in the law enforcement context, we shouldn't necessarily embrace a total ban. We should embrace an approach that ensures that the databases that police use only include people wanted for violent crimes, that there are regular audits of uh, of the system, that the, the public are informed that this is what's going on. I think, unfortunately, for many people in the country, it will become news to them that their police department was using this kind of technology. And I think that's very regrettable. So in terms of a framework that, that you recommend, and I know ideas differ about this, um, what do you suspect ought to be the hard and fast rules with respect to police using facial recognition other than the ones that you just laid out? In May last year, I uh, wrote a blog post for, for Cato where I outlined a few ideas. Uh, in, in addition to uh, ones that I just mentioned, I think uh, what, what's important is that we should have uh, what I, I called a, a public hearing requirement, which is that uh, law enforcement uh, shouldn't be allowed to uh, use facial recognition or other surveillance technology without first having come to the uh, local community and explained what the technology is, how it works, and what kind of safeguards they plan to to implement. Uh, th this is not a, a concern, I think, reserved to facial recognition. I think you and I have talked before about how uh, police in Baltimore were taking advantage of uh, military-grade aerial surveillance technology without uh, Baltimore residents and, and indeed some public officials even knowing that this was going on. I think transparency is really important. But as I also mentioned uh, briefly just before, I think we should ensure that in the law enforcement context, uh, the, the databases or the category of images that police can search are, uh, are narrow. What's particularly concerning about Clearview is that th this is billions of images of law-abiding residents and citizens. Uh, you can imagine a situation, I think, where uh, if police only had access to uh, images of people wanted for violent crimes, that uh, some worries associated with facial recognition would be minimized. Uh, I should I should add that I also would like to see uh, policies in place that would prohibit uh, so-called real-time facial recognition. I think that uh, it, it, we don't want to live in a potential world where police with smart glasses or body cameras are able to identify people at whim. I think uh, facial recognition is best used as a investiga investigation technique, not a one that's used in real time. Assuming the police uh, can be 
significantly restricted from uh, making use of these kinds of tools in an official investigative capacity, there's nothing preventing uh, essentially any private citizen from making use of uh, that technology for their own benefit, for good or ill to the people who are affected by it. That's right. Uh, especially the comparatively wealthy. If, if you uh, think for only a few minutes, it's not hard to come up with uh, scenarios that are a little concerning. If you uh, had a company like Clearview or Clearview itself, and it was offering its services for a certain fee, uh, someone uh, who was a little creepy could certainly uh, use the technology to identify people at public spaces like restaurants or bars and find out more about people. Uh, and th that's that's a worry. Uh, but I, I think an increasingly common part of uh, the future we're going to be living in soon will include uh, people behaving this way, unfortunately. Uh, there will be uh, many people who, thanks to facial recognition, will think that they should be able to identify people out about in public. And I think as a society, we're going to have to uh, figure out ways to to mitigate the risks of that. Uh, certainly, I worry about a world where people uh, have to abandon their privacy out in public uh, as the price they pay for engaging in social media and sharing uh, images with people around the world. I, I think that would be regrettable. Matthew Feeney directs Cato's project on emerging technologies. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>